The Bible Study Podcast, episode 164. Today, the Bible Study Podcast finishes the study of the book of Acts. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. That's right, we are finally at Acts 28. This took us 27 different episodes, so half a year, but we are finishing the book of Acts today. That does mean that next week we'll be starting a study on money, and I'd be interested in any questions you have about that. Send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Acts 28. Remember at this point, Paul has been imprisoned because of the riot that started three chapters ago in Jerusalem, and then they tried to kill him after he was at the Sanhedrin, and he testified before Felix and Festus and Agrippa, and finally got sent to Rome because he had appealed to Rome as a Roman citizen, that being his right. It was not a good voyage. There was a shipwreck, and he ends up on the island of Malta, which is what we learned today. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man must be a murderer. For though he escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was a nearby, there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and for three days entertained us hospitably. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him, and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. So the people of Malta here have an interesting first impression of Paul. With all this bad stuff going on, not only does he just survive a shipwreck, but this snake bites him. Their first thought is, oh my gosh, what a bad person this must be because all of these bad things have happened. Now, there's a warning there because I think we sometimes have the same thing, whether as consciously as they did or not. And yet, in fact, this is somebody who God is protecting. And yes, he was in a shipwreck, even though he had told them it wasn't advisable for them to go to sea at that time. But he was in a shipwreck, but God saved everyone on that ship for the sake of Paul. And again, he's bitten by a viper, but he doesn't suffer ill effects. So he's being protected by God so that he can end up in Rome and speak before Caesar, which is what God intends. But it doesn't mean that bad things aren't happening. And that's interesting for us to note because we will sometimes think when bad things happen to us that we must be doing the wrong thing. I've heard some people relatively inexperienced in the faith say that. I think as you get wiser and older, you realize that that is not the case. But it's interesting how their minds shift when they realize what's really going on or get a better sense of what's really going on. And when they realize that God is using him, they also bring their sick to him after he heals the father of Publius. Arrival at Rome. After three months, we put out to sea 
in the ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there we set sail, arrived at Regium. The next day the south wind came up, and on the following day we reached Puteoli. There we found some brothers who invited us to speak with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers there had heard that we were coming, and they traveled as far as the Forum of Appius and the Three Taverns to meet us. At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. You may remember, if you've read the book of Romans, that Paul said that he was anxious to get to Rome. He has written that book previous to this trip because he has never been to Rome before. And so he is encouraged. It's great that he's going to get to see Caesar, but he has been dying to go see those who are in Rome. And he knows some of the brothers. We get the sense from the letter there. But he doesn't know most of them and longs to see them and longs to greet them. They're a church that much is being said about because they're a church that is in the center of the Roman Empire. And this is one of the reasons why this will become a major church. And later on, the Roman Catholic Church will come out of this start of the church here in Rome. It does become a very important church. Not a single building, you understand. Remember, churches don't have buildings at this point, but a group of people, a set of believers. Now, of course, they will also get the of the persecution from the Romans when that starts. And it will start relatively quickly because Paul is in Rome and Paul will die in Rome is our understanding and he will be executed by Nero. And so the first persecution of the Christians is not far away at this point. We don't know whether Paul leaves Rome or not. There's some earlier accounts that seems to say that that seem to say that he went as far as Spain and it's not clear whether Paul comes to Rome in chains and dies there or whether he has other journeys past this point because we're getting close to the end of Luke's book although not yet the end of Paul's life. Paul preaches at Rome under guard. Three days later, he called together the leaders of the Jews. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, Brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. But when the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar. Not that I had any charge to bring against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of the brothers who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. And so Paul meets with the Church of Rome, but he also meets with the Jews who are in Rome, because again, wherever he goes, he still has a heart for his own people. And that's who the Jews are. They are his own people. And so he always goes to the Jews first. And in this case, they haven't been told anything bad about him. They've heard that he is a Christian. They know of this sect. Again, Christianity thought of being a, a Jewish sect at this point. And they've heard bad things against it. They, But they want to hear from themselves. They are more open-minded than some have been so far. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and even and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. From morning till evening, he explained and declared to them the kingdom of God and tried to convince them about Jesus from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your forefathers when he said through the prophet, when he said through the Isaiah the prophet, 
go to this people and say, you will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will ever be seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't say what happened after two years because at this point Luke is done with this particular account. And so we end the book of Acts here with this I think word that we need to take as a word of warning, because God doesn't go to the Gentiles in this case because he loves them more. He goes to the Gentiles because he's rejected in large part, obviously not in whole, by the Jewish nation. And this prophecy from the prophet Isaiah foretold this. And if we reject God, if we fail to listen, if we fail to follow, he will find someone else. We are so special to God that he was willing to send his son. We are not so special that his plans won't go on without us. And that is, I think, one of the things that we can learn from this, the book of Acts, is that God does act and that God continues to act and wants to act through us and in us and that we are called to be his people, but he will find a people whether we accept that call or not. With that, we'll close this book of Acts. And again, next week, we'll start a study on money. And this is going to be a very personal study, very different study, because we're going to not be looking at one book. We're going to be looking at a number of different things. And money is something that touches us in ways that we may not even realize. And I'll probably be sharing a little more of my personal experiences with this, as I have been both rich and poor, and how money has affected me and what my understanding from the Bible is of the Bible's view of money and our relationship to it. So turn in next week for that. And again, send me your questions to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. With that, we'll end this episode. If you have any questions, again, host at BibleStudyPodcast.com or post a comment on the episode at TheBibleStudyPodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. Don't forget to join the Facebook fan page. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.